Good morning. That's a great morning. It is time to skip the BS. It is time for Undisputed. It is time for Richard Sherman and I to welcome back Keyshawn Johnson from his, well, I, I'm not sure what it was, from his holiday time off? Or did he have the blue flu, as in the cowboy blue <laughs> flu? You had to wonder if Keyshawn took Monday and Tuesday off because he just couldn't deal with, could not stomach me and Michael Irvin after the Cowboys somehow won on Saturday night. I don't know how, but they did. And the Eagles somehow lost at home Sunday to 3-12 and Arizona. And all of a sudden, the Dallas Cowboys are 13-and-a-half-point favorites to win at Washington and wrap up the two-seed and potentially have two home playoff games, if not three home playoff games. We've won 16 straight games at home. Here we go. <laughs> the Cowboys are back in business. We're on our way to our first NFC Championship game in 28 years. The Jimmy curse has been lifted. Jerry Jones finally put Jimmy Johnson in the ring of honor, which could mean a Super Bowl ring for the 2023 Cowboys in 24. That has a good ring to it, doesn't it? Jerry said yesterday that this is so exciting to no end. I hear you, Jerry. So, Keyshawn, I missed you, man. I really missed you. But how, how sick does all of this make you as you come back to us? Well, first of all, Skip, I'm actually not sick at all oh, about what the Cowboys have done. I, I put themselves in a good position. Mm. What I am sick of, though, is you and Michael and the Cowboy fans and all the rhetoric. That's the problem. It's just it's not that I dislike the I don't dislike the Cowboys at all. You I just want the Dallas I want to make sure that y'all stay in line because yeah. just like you just said, you're on your way to the NFC Championship game. Like that, 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 that's the part that drives me crazy. Like you gotta stop. You're not gonna force me to be a fan in a situation where you know good and well, good and damn well, that the Philadelphia Eagles shouldn't have lost to the Arizona Cardinals. But they did. I, I get it, but they did. And you know. Good and well, just like I know, that Dan Campbell, despite what he says, hey, a minute 41 to go in the game, I told them when we go down there and score, we're going for two. I'm okay with that. You did it once. It didn't work out. Kick the damn field goal or the PAT. Could what have. are you doing? Like, yep. look, man, you're talking about the number two seed. Detroit could have been talking about the same thing or the number one or the number yeah. one seed. Yeah. They really could mm -hmm. have. Yep. I don't understand what Dan was doing. He let the Cowboys off the hook. He really did. But that's OK. You deserve it. They continue to fight at home, continue to win at home. Again, Jared Goff, two interceptions in the game, two costly interceptions, in my opinion. But then when you start to look at this football team and the Cowboys, yes, they're headed in the right direction, man. I got to give it up to you. Do they want to have a collision course, though? Because right now, if I'm looking at the math, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I could be off a little bit, you're probably going to see Philadelphia or Detroit again at home, right? I mean, that's, uh, Seattle yeah. mm -hmm. is in the mix the right mix. there. Sure. The so Rams are still in that the mix. The Rams are, are, are in that mm -hmm. mix. Yeah. So, you know, you got a, a, a easier path. Right, right now, it looks like Green Bay 
if they beat Chicago would come to Dallas first. That would be the first one. So okay. we're talking, you're talking about the second. Yeah, I'm home talking about the game. second home yeah. playoff right. game mm-hmm. where you'll see one of those combinations before you get to your Absolutely. ultimate dream, yes. which is back in San Francisco. Back in San Francisco. Unless somebody goes to San Francisco ahead of time and I, knocks I, I, them off. I'm not going to worry about that. What I'm going to worry about is y'all taking care of business in Washington. It's not a layup. It's not, it's a, not a layup. I Re- agree. Regardless to what Jacoby Brissett's status mm-hmm. is in this situation, you still got to go on the road. You're three and five on the road. And what would Washington love to do in riding off into the sunset at the I end agree. of the season totally is agree. pop the Dallas Cowboys. That is correct. So before you start talking about NFC Championship games, Skip, just just, just okay. bring it down. That's okay. all I'm asking. You've been warning us all year. And all of a sudden, the two seed reared its ugly head right when you least expected it. And here we sit. Yeah, that, that day I did not expect it. did not that. expect and, it. And then when Dan Campbell failed on the third attempt, trust me, I was not very happy. Okay, so. but Micah gave him a, a, you know, a second, a reprieve, right, from, mm-hmm. from back where he started. Because yeah. Micah was offsides on the second. Yeah, but play, even, right? even so, and we'll dive into the, the call, obviously, on the, we the, will. the on the referee, we'll get into on the eligible receiver later. stuff yep. later on. But kick the PAT, Richard. Just take the, just kick the PAT and go in. I don't know why you would do that with everything on the line. You got the one. You went, you went from the two to the one, the one to the two, back down to maybe just the fourth seat. Like, come on, or third seat. Come on. Like, why would you do that to yourself? It makes zero sense. Yeah. And I don't want to hear anything about it's young coaching. He's played in the league. He's coached in the league long enough. And he's been around some hell of a coaches, that yes. Hall of Fame coaches in his career that know better than that. I don't know what Dan was doing. I, I don't either. I, I think he already had his mind set on doing it. And then he just would not be talked out of it at that no. point. It just, you know, I don't know why. But I, I, I don't have a problem with what, what's going on in Dallas. You know, I mean, you lucked into the two seed. Congrats. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, this is a, a cool story for the moments that we're in it. Uh, like Skip is going on his. We're always haters because we bring Dallas fans back to reality, back to life, back to reality. We bring yep. you back to reality, Skip, because yep. you fly off on a spaceship somewhere into another <laughs> universe and yeah, leave I'm reality. There. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And so I'm not here. let me bring I'm you there. into a few. Yeah. Right, right. Let me bring you into a few different realities for the Dallas Cowboys now. There is a chance you have to play either Sean McVay's Rams, which I think they've sewn up the sixth seed. I think they're going to be in the sixth seed. You have to play uh, LaFleur's Packers, or you have to play Pete Carroll's Seattle Seahawks. Um, And all these people, they only have a few things in common, and that's Kyle Shanahan in this West Coast, Mike Shanahan offense. And you guys have played it a few times this year, mm-hmm. Skip. Now, the Green Bay Packers are playing some solid football defensively. They They're okay. I don't think they can stop your offense. I don't think I don't they can either. stop Dak, Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb. But I also think schematically they give you issues with their offense and what LaFleur is doing because what Kyle's done, what, what Mike McDaniel was able to do, you know, not to a, to a great extent because they only scored 22 points. But they all will watch the same tape. Uh, McVay wasn't able to do when they went to Dallas. They lost uh, a game and got blown out, but they, they still had out. success in some plays. They did. 
So I think I they'll find a way to give you guys a game. And so you're sitting here saying, hey, congratulations, we're in the NFC Championship. Not so fast, my friend. No, You didn't even really win. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. you got you to gotta beat Detroit or Philly. And I, I, I know Philly's been looking abysmal for the past, you know, abysmal. five weeks or so. But Detroit has not. And Detroit okay. will come motivated. And you're the only thing standing in front of them and some history that hasn't happened in Detroit. And I don't know how long. So I, I, I don't know, Skip. I, I'd say... Pump the brakes just a, a little bit. Okay, so let me get you on record. If it does come down to Detroit back at Dallas, will you pick Detroit over Dallas? Uh, depend, uh, it depends on how they <laughs> both looked in the last game. Because yeah, you I, it would have to. Why it, are you it, so ahead of the curve, Skip? I'm just saying. This you is brought why, it up. I'm, but, I'm on his curve. But this is why Richard and myself have issue with you and Michael. <laughs> Won't you take one game at a time, man? All right. I'm going to address your Dan Campbell issue. And you know Dan because you played with yeah. him. And he is from Texas. And there's an old Texas expression, a bum Phillips I texted him. He didn't text me back, though. Oh, well, he's, he's yeah, got I, other I issues kinda, right I now. I kind of said some stuff to him about text. To, to text back. <laughs> the old Texas expression is you dance with who brung you. Well, he's been dancing with that same partner all year long. He just goes for it. It's just like that's who they are. That's what they're made of. They go for it. Maybe there's a time and a place to go for it, as you say, but he is not going to act out of character and show his football team that he backed down from any situation. This is what they do. That's what they're going to do. And they went for it. And on that final play, he had his backup tight end who had caught his first pass of the whole year earlier in the fourth quarter, kind of hidden at the end of the formation. And he leaked him out and he had him and Jared Goff just missed him. But what did you text me, Keyshawn, during the game? Jared Goff can suck, and, and much of the time he, he does, except for yeah. right after you texted me, you jinxed me because here he came. Just when I least expected it, after they had picked him off and looked like ended the game, then my coach wants to throw a bomb on second down, and the clock stops because it's way incomplete, and all of a sudden Jared Goff gets the ball back with plenty of time to go 75 yards in six boom, 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 boom plays, and just when I was ready – to applaud my defense and say, that's a deep run in the playoff kind of defense. It let me down. In the biggest situation, it mixed my emotions once again, and I'm, I'll be the first to admit to both of you, no team in my cowboy-loving history has ever mixed my emotions worse than this team. It can show you Super Bowl-type firepower, and then it can show you fatal flaws, like it can't run the ball. And sometimes on defense, when it's time to stop Tua from going, you know, what was it, 64 yards for the walk-off field goal, nobody makes a play. They made big plays against Jared Goff until it was time to make one more play to end the thing, and he goes 75 yards in six plays, and I'm sitting there saying, oh, my God, it has happened. I told you, Keyshawn, last week, I predicted Dallas would lose that home game by one point, and they should have lost the home game by one point. We'll get deeper into the reporting issue, the eligible issue, in a few minutes. But I love Dak, and then I don't love Dak, and then I love the defense, and I don't love the defense, and Micah shows me a flash, and then you look at his stats, and he still doesn't have, what is it now, a sack and a half? I thought he played well against Detroit from what I could see. He had his moments, but he didn't, as Richard pointed out a couple days back on on Monday, he didn't have a sack. And now down the stretch, he's gone five games with a sack and a half. He was harassing, though. He was in the way. He was was presence. I could 
I can see his uh, motive was a little different, Skip. Okay, okay, I got you. But first things first, I'm going to be the first to admit, e even more than you guys appreciate the depth and the danger of this arch rivalry with Washington, I, I know it. I, I know it cold. I, I know it cold as my heart can go when we go to Washington because that franchise has lived to spoil our parties and vice versa. So I, I was watching Ron Rivera yesterday talk like he's dead man walking, like this is it for him. And it probably is. They have a new owner. They're probably going to want to go in with Josh Harris, go in a whole new direction. So will those players, because I, I do think they, I don't know if I can go to love Ron Rivera, but I, I do think they, they appreciate him as a player's coach. Will they give him one last hurrah as he fades into the sunset? They could. They're highly capable of it. So, but we're 13 and a half point favorites. And I, I still think even if we can go win by one point, I, I believe we'll go win this game. Y'all barely scored 13 you know, on the road. <clears throat> you got it. And we've played yeah. poorly on the road. Yep. Go, Richard. Yeah, but Skip, that's, that's why I don't understand your delusion, because you just went through this whole escapade about how you don't trust this team and they, they run you through this gauntlet of emotions. But then you tell me and Key that they're going to the NFC championship. And so <laughs> how do you think this team is going to treat you when, when the chips are on the line? Like they're going to have to deal with some things in this playoffs. I understand that they've won 15 straight, 16 straight 16, at yep. home. I mm -hmm. hear you. And, and then they, they, they had a loss on their record for all of two seconds or they 15 did. seconds before the referees turned around yep. and said, oh, we changed our minds and this is illegal man down the field. I got you. But what I'm telling you, Skip, is could you tell me the last few teams that sent the Dallas Cowboys home at home in a playoff game? Could you tell me? Because I, I don't recall, but there's there's like these ghosts of memories of Aaron Rodgers throwing his pass yeah, and, then, one. and then, yeah. you know, Jimmy Garoppolo sending him home. Jimmy and, Garoppolo, you know, I, yep. Didn't the Rams yep. send y'all home? So what? Not, not at home. Oh, they, sent him, they was out not here at home. stomping <laughs> grounds in the Coliseum. That's right. Yep. No, I got but you. Key, I just want to make the yeah. point because they're they're going to be at home. So I'm just I'm just trying to see if if Skip has any any ghosts or any 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 memories of a Green Bay Packers a helmet one. potentially walking into Jerry's world and sending you guys home. The lonely way. I got a big one because it's Kyle Shanahan because it was the 49ers two years ago when I thought we were rolling and we rolled right into a home playoff game against the 49ers and Jimmy G, not Brock Purdy, Jimmy G. And I thought we were golden and we did not show up for about three and a half quarters. And then all of a sudden we started playing. And if you recall how the game ended, we had the football that took off on a, a kind of a quarterback draw play up the middle and he's running and he's running and you just got to get down and give the referee chance to catch up to you, get the ball set. So you get one last throw from about the 24 yard line into the end zone and they couldn't get the ball set. So that's how that game ended. And then obviously we went out to San Francisco and lost last year, but it was only 19 to 12. I know how much you love Christian McCaffrey. We shut him down in a big playoff game at home. We shut him down. He couldn't run it. He couldn't catch it and run it. We controlled their offense reasonably to 19 points, but, and we could not score because our quarterback stunk that here, day. Here's the problem. Okay, with that so you thing. didn't score because of your quarterback, but not because of their defense. I got you scared. Well, but, but he threw <laughs> two big picks in the second quarter, and he missed so, at least four open receivers in the green? second half. At least four. I can get. I'll get the tape. We'll, we'll do it Friday. I'll show you all the four. 
because he misfired and misfired. He had galloped five yards open late in the game that would have tied the game. We might be having a different conversation. And he was five yards wide and short. On but, the but he's playing much better much football better. than I he agree. Much rolled better. into last year's division title game. Yep. He's playing better football right now than what he was last year at this time when he had to play the San Francisco 49ers. But I want to play your game for a minute mm -hmm. here, Skip, because you project already they're going to be in the NFC Championship game with at least two home games. If, if I'm a betting man, I'm probably betting on Dallas to beat Washington, mm -hmm. although it could be tough. Sure. And I'm betting on y'all to finish the deal at home to see San Francisco in the NFC Championship game. Do I think you can do that? Yeah, I, I do. I'm, I'm, I'm being serious with you. Yeah, I do. I, I, think I hear you. you. I think I you can you. because eventually something's got to fall. You've got to do it. I've been in that situation before against the Philadelphia Eagles. We lost in a regular season back in 01. You did. We saw them in the NFC Championship game back in 02. Mm -hmm. and, and we won that game when everybody had the Philadelphia Eagles favorite. In okay? Philly, you In won. Philly, mm -hmm. you got to go back to San Francisco. So it's very, very similar. Was the, that... Was it Michael Vick? That no, that no, was that was that was uh, Donovan McNabb, McNabb. Donovan I'm McNabb sorry, and Brian McNabb. Dawkins yeah. and okay, company. I got it. I got it. And, yeah. and when you think about it, oh, there's a touchdown on your man Al Harrison company and Blaine Bishop mm -hmm. in the NFC Championship game mm -hmm. back in 02. But what we did is we said, okay, we keep losing to them in the playoffs in the regular season. Our minds have got the shift, and we got to do some things differently. Mm -hmm. We made those adjustments. As Michael talked about gathering information, we gathered that information, and we took it to the NFC Championship game and wind up in the Super Bowl. Now, could that happen to the Dallas Cowboys? Mm -hmm. Yes, it can. But you first got to take care of business like we did. We took care of business with the first opponent in San Francisco, by the way, at home against the 49ers in Tampa. Then we rolled to Tampa. I mean, we rolled to Philadelphia yep. and won the game. Mm -hmm. Y'all can do that. Mm. You can do it, but you got to take care of business first. Sure. That's the key. We got Don't three, start three putting... orders of business. Yes. Yep. Yeah. But you and Michael are putting the cart before the horse. Okay. But it looked like... We... Go that, ahead, Richard. Yeah. That's fine with me. But, but all, this is, all this assumption is fine with me. I'm good with this. But, Skip, do you remember who your head coach is? And, and, and you you brought up a cool a, a cool little little issue about his pass play at the end of the game that gave the other team an opportunity. Yeah. Because he could have just run the ball and, little, mm -hmm. and ran the clock down. down because he did the same yep. thing against Seattle mm -hmm. uh, in in the Seattle game where he could have ran the clock down, but instead he threw threw a pass in the end zone and then gave Seattle a chance to 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 drive the ball potentially at the end and they blew it. They didn't they didn't get the pass off. Um, because they let uh, Parsons run free, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But it comes down to coaching decisions in the playoffs. Skip. Sometimes it does. And yep. a lot of times mm -hmm. you kind of – sometimes, I mean, a lot of times you mm -hmm. guys have gotten sent home and, and, and there's been head-scratching decisions where you're like McCarthy standing at a podium answering questions about why he did or why okay. he did not yep. or why he – did they practice this or did, was your team ready for this situation? Even when Dak Prescott ran that play – People were like, hey, McCarthy, did you call that play? Did you know you didn't have timeouts? Did you tell him to do that? Did you tell him to clock it? What was your decision-making? So at the end of the day, he will have to make those decisions, Skip, and that is your weakest link. Okay, That is the I, weakest link on your team. I buy that. I believe it. I give you that. But Mike McCarthy does wear a Super Bowl ring. 
He took a wild card road team on the road three straight times to get to Jerry road World. Road Aaron's back. I know. I, I give you that also. But he is a very good play caller, and I have really been impressed with his play calling this year. I'm never impressed with his feel for the game, his clock management, his do or don'ts or what the, those crucial late game decisions. I don't trust him at all. Maybe it's one of those years where you can't lose for winning. That's what happened on Sunday night. It's, it's the opposite of the old cliche. You can't lose for winning. Maybe it's just meant to be. I do believe the Jimmy curse got lifted. You can laugh all you want at it, but we were cursed over the last 28 years because Jerry wouldn't let Jimmy in the ring of honor where he rightfully, obviously belongs. He's in now, and what happened in the second half? Brad Allen became our maybe season MVP. He let us off the hook by screwing up the eligibility ruling at the end of the game. And look at us now. Then Philly, I've told you guys from the start, Philly is overrated. From day one of this show with you guys, overrated because they are so bad on defense. They got run Skip, off their own They were 10 and field. 1 at one point. Yeah, man. and what did I tell you? I, not, I had you the courage be, of my convictions that I said they are overrated. They are overrated on defense. And what started happening? They got tore up on defense. You know it, and they I know it. They were winning the Arizona game. It was getting ready to be over with, and all of yeah. a sudden things just went another way. What did Arizona have? 200 and, what was it, 21 yards rushing? Pretty much the same Ooh. amount that they rushed on y'all. Huh. Same yeah. amount. Yeah, okay. right there. Yeah. 225 on y'all, I believe. Uh, guess what? We're positioned to be the two seed. All you, we you, are, do you, you are positioned mm. to be the two seed. Yeah. Can okay. you finish the deal in Washington? Sure, That's the question. Hard. I'll take a one-point win. And by the way, if I were a betting man... I would take Washington in those points because that's way too many points for a rivalry game that means as much on as the this road, one does. three and five, and it's not like mm-hmm. you're scoring forty points yep. on the road. Yeah, I mean your last no. outing. What was the last outing? Twenty points. Is that what you just scored at home? Twenty. At, at home, we just scored twenty points. Twenty points is the last time you scored. Twenty points and was the last scored, game, yeah, and then before scored. that was what? Twenty points at Miami. Twenty what points at Miami. Okay. So it's not like y'all putting up forty. I thought you loved Dak Prescott. You just I, raved about him. No, I do. Yeah. You pay that man. Okay. You pay yeah. him. Let's pay him for those 20-point outings, right? Yeah, but they it ain't, don't, it ain't all on Dak Prescott, though. <laughs> okay. It's CeeDee Lamb. See, think about it. CeeDee Lamb's been balling out of control. Out of control. 200-plus yards last he week. He is my lone baller. He is, he is yep. the mm-hmm. – I mean, he arguably right now probably is the – if you outside of Tyreek Hill, is the best receiver in the National Football League. Thank you. Outside of Tyreek, yeah, he's the I best can't wait. I can't wait till we have these conversations when y'all got to pay him $30 million, and you got to pay Micah $35 million, and you got to pay Dak 60 and then you try to build a team. Skip, I can't wait for hey, those. Hey, you talks. know what, Richard? If they're all wearing new Super Bowl rings, I'll be good with it because it won't matter. They won't be. Okay. They won't be. <laughs> you better hope not. And this man across from me better hope not I, I, look, because you I, will never hear the end of me if that happens. Look, again, Skip, I'll say it like I said it. When we first started this segment, mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm not sick about the Cowboys. What I'm sick of is you, the rest of the fan base, and Michael Irvin. Mm-hmm. I tried to enjoy my my holiday time and, and went went away from L.A. somewhere else to watch the damn game and yep. yet and still all in my ear all day long. I'm like, dude, Detroit's about to beat y'all. That's the problem. We are America's team. I don't care about y'all being everywhere. Y'all just drive people 
insane okay. for no apparent reason. Can you imagine the You Dallas. haven't won in 28 years. Hey, can you imagine Cowboy Nation taking over Las Vegas for the Super Bowl? Can you can you even no, see can't. Skip. You getting ready to jinx the whole situation. I can. They, they probably going to take it over. They're going to be right in the stands with everybody else watching two other teams play. I, I'm not mad at that. I hope they enjoy the game. You, you guys are Okay, just... we need to change the subject because we got to talk about David Tepper getting fined. He's worth $20.6 billion, and he was fined $300,000? Seriously? That's next. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. The NFL fined Panthers owner David Tepper $300,000 for tossing the contents of a drink in the direction of Jaguars fans at Sunday's game in Jacksonville. This happened up in a luxury box with about three minutes left in a game. The Panthers were losing 26 to nothing. Tepper said in a statement that he is, quote unquote, passionate about his team, but regrets his behavior. He said, and I quote, I should have let NFL stadium security handle any issues that arose. I respect the NFL's code of conduct and accept the league's discipline for my behavior, unquote. So, Keyshawn, your reaction to David Tepper's fine? Well, the, the fine, it is what it is, man. That, that's the is worth 20, what did you say, $20.6 billion? Mm-hmm. I can't even do that math. No. Okay, now then think $300,000 from that account is nothing. Okay, it, it just, it, the team will pay it. It'll be a write down of a, you know, $150,000, whatever the number is at the end of the day yep. when they do their corporate taxes, I'm sure. He, here's what I would say about David Tepper, though, as a whole. He's been spoiled rotten since he bought the Carolina Panthers. Okay, you never heard of David Tepper when he was a minority owner with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Once he acquired the Carolina Panthers, his name just all of a sudden, every single year, something with him. Mm -hmm. Right. He buys the team record breaking, outbids everybody else to purchase the team because he had deep pockets to do so. Mm -hmm. Spoil. Then on top of that, he goes out and he hires Matt Rule away from Baylor, gives him record breaking for a first time head coach in the National Football League contract. Yep. I don't remember what the numbers was, but it was record-breaking. It was. Spoiled. Then you look up and he says, oh, I have the number one overall draft pick. If I just trade a bunch of stuff away, get rid of Christian McCaffrey, get rid of DJ Moore. Oh, I, me and my wife, we love Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. We're going to draft Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. Well, wait a minute, coach. We want to take somebody else. No, 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 no. I want Bryce Young. So he overrules everybody in the building, which the people in the building are not going to say anything. I know the people in the building, but they're not going to say anything public because they're getting checks and he's paying them. Then 11 games in, he points the finger at Frank Wright and gets rid of him after he decided he wanted Bryce Young. By the way, that's the third head coach he's fired in season. Go ahead. The third head coach he's fired in season. Again, (laughs) spoiled. Now all of a sudden you go to this incident in Jaguar Stadium, Richard. He decides he's going to throw something of liquid substance. I don't know what was in the, was it water, was it alcohol? I don't know, but it was liquid. He throws it on the fan because the fan is heckling him, I'm assuming, to the point where, as an owner, he got so frustrated, he decided to take an act into his own hands. Now imagine this, Skip and Mm -hmm. Sherm. 
What if that was me or you, for instance, Sherm? While you or were a player, for yep. instance, mm -hmm. while we were playing. Yep. Or even while yeah. we're not playing. Okay. And on these jobs right. that we have now. Yep. And all of a sudden, we decided to throw something on somebody because they say the Stanford Cardinal or the USC Trojans or the Oklahoma Sooners or the Vandy yep. Commodores mm -hmm. aren't very good. Yep. Imagine what that the outrage would be if we did that. Yep. Now, he can issue a little lousy apology because he's passionate about his team. I've never, and I've been dealing with the National Football League since I was a kid, all the way as a player and been in television 18 years. I've never seen an owner. I've seen owners curse. I've seen owners shout at people, but they let their security handle it. I've never seen an right. owner Throw something on somebody. I've seen Bud Adams shoot the finger. <clears throat> yep. I've seen yeah. all of those sort okay. of things. Yeah. But mm -hmm. not take it. Throw something on somebody. Yeah. And just because it's $300,000, ooh, that ain't no money to him. They got to remove him from the games, suspend him from games. Do something like that. Taking money from him. That ain't nothing. Many made that up last night in his sleep. <laughs> times 10. Right. Yeah, times 10. Times right. 10. Mm -hmm. Makes no yeah, sense. I, I, I totally agree with you. I think he's he's spoiled. He's, spoiled. he's you know obviously privileged. He feels like he can do that. He doesn't think there and it, and this isn't consequence. You know, so to think there is going to be consequence, this isn't a consequence, and he knew it. You know, oh, they're gonna find me a few hundred thousand. I, I I I got the money. I can fight the case. I can beat the case. And he never apologized, Key. That's the crazy thing about the statement. He never actually apologized. He says, "I regret that it happened." He didn't say. I apologize for doing that. No. I I regret that that happened. So he never apologized because dudes like this don't apologize because mm. they don't mean it. He's not going to say nothing he don't mean. And he doesn't mean I'm sorry. He's not sorry. He's not sorry that he did it. He's not sorry that he threw the drink. He's sorry that I got caught publicly mm. and now I'm getting reprimanded publicly. And I don't think the money even affects anything. The only reason that the apology came out is because it was public and because people saw it. And the public shame of it is why he's 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 releasing a statement at all. And I, I, I again, I agree with you in that if it was us, if it was players, if it was anybody else, you'd be talking about suspensions. I mean, we, we you talk about removing them from from these games for a certain amount of time. You talk about finding them game checks, et cetera, et cetera. But for an owner, at the end of the day, they call these shots. They have to decide, hey, if this, if this was me and I did this, would I, would I really want, you know, because there's a chance that each one of us can do this. So they have to vote on these punishments. It's not like they just randomly dwell out, dwell out punishment. They have to approve it with the other owners. Like, hey, you, you guys good with this? We're going to find him 300000 Everybody cool? Mm. Okay, cool. 300000 <laughs> I don't think any of them really care. It, honestly, they don't care. They probably, like, man, I would have done the same thing. What did he say to you? <laughs> but... I don't think I don't think it's the right punishment. I don't think it's enough. I think you gotta punish him in a way that keeps him away from stadiums, um, maybe away from stadiums. Hey, you can't go to the away games for four games next year. You know, something like that where he would really feel it. Where he's yes. like, hey, I feel like I'm I'm being held back from something. That's the way you make the point if you're really trying to make it. No, yeah, and and, and that's true, Skip. So when you think about it, as Richard was talking, I was sitting there saying to myself, what if the tables was turned, Skip, and a fan threw it on him? You, could you imagine how many security guards would have pounced on that dude 
or, 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 you know, caused a whole rift. I mean, it would have been crazy. Mm. But he can do it to them, but they can't do it to him. Okay, but what have we constantly lectured NBA and NFL players about fans heckling or saying things that even are completely off limits, yeah. below the belt. You know, yeah, as long, as long as you don't do the below the yeah. belt stuff, yeah. you can scream and holler right. and tell me I, I'm, I'm terrible, okay. I suck, I'm the worst ever. You can do all that. But especially NBA players have learned, just go get the security and point to the, the man or the woman and say, there, him, her, gone. And they will escort them out, usually. So that's the way that works. But are you both saying that owners should be held to the same standards as representatives of the National Football League, as role models. Or are they in the National Football League, Skip? They are in the National Football League because they are the National Football League. So the same rules should apply in this situation to owners, team executives, and some do. Some rules, Richard, as you know, do apply to certain team executives the same as the players because they're employed by the team. So, yes, they fall under those rules, but I don't think the 32 owners should be exempt from those rules at all. I just don't. it's, It's even worse than what you think because in the rule book, it says there should be they are held to a higher standard oh, yeah. than even players. It says there is the, the owners are to be held to a higher standard. Is this holding them to a higher standard? It is not. So, again, these things don't come up until an event comes up. It sounds good on paper when you're explaining it to them. the owners of the National Football League are held to a higher standard than even the players and executives in the National Football League until you actually have to put it into play. And it's three hundred thousand. Really holding them to a higher standard than you would hold players and coaches? It is not. Suspending them from away games for two, three games, four games is holding them to a higher standard, but that's not really what they're trying to do. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because I'm looking at the video, Skip, and I'm saying he really isn't about that because if he was really about that, he'd walk to the window and a little closer yeah. and kind of did it. He was a little bit of a distance, you know, and kind of just yeah. did one of those. Why don't you just walk over there and pour it on the dude to see what happens at that point? Because he knew. And just yeah, he, he knew he spoiled though, Skip. Yeah, like Richard I, I said, you privilege. You think you own everything. You're gonna talk to people. You're gonna buy your way out of things yeah. because you got money. That and that's it, and that's not cool at all. But Keyshawn, that's why they are called owners, right? They they own the product that you participated in, that you contributed. And I don't to. even like the name owners. I understand, and I don't either. But. That's what they are called because they do own and operate this league. And Roger Goodell has to answer to 32 owners. He works for the owners. He does not govern the owners. He works for them. And what I suggested Monday was if you really want to hurt him, you take away a late round draft pick. You take away, I don't know, a sixth or a seventh just to say, hey, no, that's completely over the line. See, I think, Skip, I think you suspend him. Okay. Because the, the taking away a draft pick doesn't mean anything. You're hurting the club. You want to hurt him. You want him because he's such a fan and so passionate. Like Richard said, if he doesn't get to go, 
to the games. Imagine him having a pace in that big old 50,000 square foot house that he's living in somewhere. Pacing back and forward trying to watch the games, okay. looking like you watching the Cowboys going crazy. Yeah. That's exactly what he would be. He would be going okay, so, crazy. So you like Richard's idea next year, taking him away from half their, their I absolutely games. do. Okay. Right. I absolutely because it would yeah. it, it would burn mm-hmm. inside. It would, burn. it would kill him inside. Okay. You know? Absolutely. He's being He's being stopped from doing something, Skip. Right yes. now, there is nothing in the world he cannot pay that to do or can't, can't access to. Access, taking away access to something from him, is, it would... would <laughs> okay, I love that. And without, without actually knowing, Skip, yeah. I'm sure he's gone to every single game since he's on the team. I'm sure he's flown into every game on the road and at home. It, it, Percentage-wise, is enough. To say he's gone to every game, but if you take that away from him, oh, it'll burn him up. Well, you know how much it means to Jerry and company to, to fly on the team plane. It's a big deal to get to fly to the game and back with the team. A lot of the owners Your love little that. golf buddies won't be able to go to games, yeah, all true. that. Yeah, oh, okay. I'll, I'll, you got me on that because we had talked on Monday about suspending him only for the finale. They, they've got the Buccaneers at home. Obviously, Tampa's playing for the division, but... One game at home, I, I don't know that no, that care, would hurt. Carry it into next year. Yes, yeah. Okay, good point. We solved that. Up next, Nick Sirianni says he just might rest some of his Eagles starters, if not all of them, on Sunday. Is he trying to trick the Cowboys into getting ambushed at Washington? I think so. That's next. No mercy, no mercy. Enough of us for the moment. It is your turn. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go with the first tweet from Eric Jamel, who says, Dallas fans are always criticized for being fans and being optimistic about our team. LOL. 28 years? Optimistic? Yeah, really? As Ron Burgundy from one of my all-time favorite movies, Anchorman, says, that doesn't make sense. I'm sorry. I'm just over the top. Yeah, okay. And this is from Liz Shaw. Keyshawn trying to run from Cowboy Nation. <laughs> you could run, but you can't hide. Here we go. Man, y'all need to stop, Skip. You got these folks out here <laughs> thinking I just don't like the Cowboys. I don't, but that's okay. And finally, from Brandon, the 49ers have, beat, have beaten Dallas in the 2021 wildcard, 2022 divisional. And now this year, I have a chance to beat them in the 2023 NFC Championship game. That is true, but that will not happen. Wait, that's a hat trick, right? Yeah, that would be a hat 21-23, that's, that's a hat trick. But you know what they say Wild about the third time? Around. Third time is always the charm. Okay. So let's get back to the Dallas Cowboys. Keyshawn. Yeah. Richard's opinion on Cowboys' 13-and-a-half-point favorites at Washington this Sunday is that they should rest Tyron Smith, your man from USC, the injured Tyler Smith, and maybe even Stephon Gilmore, an aging but still great cornerback, because Richard says the Cowboys can beat the Commanders without those guys. Now, Eagles coach Nick Sirianni says he's considering resting some of his starters at the Giants, where Philly is a a five-and-a-half-point favorite. But is Sirianni appearing to surrender so the Cowboys will put it in cruise control at Washington and possibly get ambushed by Washington? Keyshawn, your take on all of the above, please. Well, as as the playmaker would say, this is the National Football (laughs) League. 
You don't rest nobody. Yeah. You have things that you have to accomplish, and that is trying to win the division, number one, okay? Get the second seed, number two. Potentially, if for some reason the 49ers stub their toe along the way, yep. you have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. I understand there's some banged-up players that may need a little rest and attention. Yep. But let's look at this as it's the Super Bowl. You're not going to rest them in the Super Bowl. You're trying to get to the Super Bowl. And the easiest path to get to the Super Bowl is having the best seeding. And that seeding, the best seeding you can have right now is two. If you all of a sudden lose to Washington and Philadelphia beats the Giants, they now move into a different position, you drop oh, down. The sky, the, would, the, fall. The sky yeah. would fall. The playoff scenarios. Yeah. Obviously, the Cowboys clinch the NFC East. They get the second seed. Easy, right? But the Eagles can clinch the NFC East and get the second seed if the Cowboys lose to Washington. So why would you rest either one, Philadelphia resting or the Cowboys resting? And then the Lions, on the other hand, who gift-wrapped it, y'all, that win last week, they can yeah. clinch the second seed with a win, a Cowboys loss, and the Eagles lost. Yep. Why would you rest anybody in these situations? What, I, I, I wouldn't at all. This isn't the Baltimore Ravens or the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. They have nothing to play for. Yeah. Nothing at all. You can rest Trent Williams and Debo Samuel. Mm -hmm. Okay, you can rest those guys. Lamar, probably you rest him up because he has nothing to play for. Um, maybe you rest OBJ. Those teams have nothing to play for. But the Cowboys... The, the Lions and the Eagles, they got so much to play for, man. And you play them dudes. And if it gets out of hand, then you pull them. Agreed. Go, Richard. Yeah, I, I think the Eagles, you know, they got an older team. And, uh, again, he's, you, you, the only way you win the Super Bowl is winning the tournament. And if you think the regular season has been decided, and that's what it sounds like Nick Sirianna is saying, and your guys are so beaten up, that, hey, if I play them in this game, they're not going to make it through the playoffs either way, then that's what he's saying. He's saying, I need to rest them. I need to get them prepared to survive these next four games and to be even available for them and to be at their best because my team looks tired. My team looks beat up. They're sore. They're not executing at a high level. And so us winning this game and still being the fifth seed and going out there, they're not going to be at their best anyway. Mm -hmm. And for the Dallas Cowboys, key, they yeah. rested Tyron Smith they rested Tyron Smith against Miami. They rested him because his back was that bad. It was in such bad shape that he couldn't even play in the Miami game. He, he, he survived and played in the Lions game. But if it wasn't even good enough to play in the Miami game, then clearly he's not 100%. So I'm saying if y'all, he probably going to need this rest. He's probably going to need to sit this game out and to get himself as close to 100% as he can for these playoffs because he'll probably potentially miss a playoff game messing with this commander's game, and if y'all can't beat them without Tyron Smith playing, then that says, that says everything you need to know about your team anyway. I'm not saying risk all the starters, but I'm saying a guy like Let's him, get... a guy like Tyler Smith. Yeah, yeah, okay, look. If you want to cherry pick one guy, but Skip gave me a laundry list of names. Skip didn't rest one guy. He rested four or five guys. And then when you rest in multiple guys, that's problematic. Can you beat the... Can you beat, I almost called my old name, can you beat the Commanders mm -hmm. without Tyron Smith in the game? Yep. Yeah, you probably could, 
But when you start talking about resting this guy and then that guy, and then you got to rest your quarterback because now you're yeah. taking guys away Agreed. and you're leaving him out there uh, uh, basically to be a pinata. You don't want that. You want to be able to protect him. So, yeah, if you want to rest one guy, of course. But that number two seed is so important yeah. to the Dallas Cowboys because they need home field as much as they can based on the way that they've played the juggernauts on the road. In playoff teams that you would have to go on the road to will become juggernauts. Mm. Right, and, and that's what I'm saying. But Tyler Smith just tore his plantar fascia against the Lions. And, and Tyron Smith was sat out because of a back injury against the Miami Dolphins. So if you put them out there and say, hey, give it all you got, help us secure this two seed, and then you go into a playoff game and they're less than what they would have been if you would have just gave them another week of rest and let them let their, their, their foot heal and their back heal a little bit more and give them a shot, then you putting them out there in bad shape anyway. And that's all I'm saying. I'm saying you want to put your best foot forward for the tournament not against the commanders, and, and I agree with you because you put him out there and you're getting pressure on Dak Prescott, then you need to change it up anyway. Okay, Richard, in a vacuum, you make nothing but sense, but this is not a vacuum. This is Dallas at Washington. You cannot okay. afford, you cannot risk to send the message to the locker room that we're taking this anything but dead seriously. You, you cannot send a message that we can go in with our left hand tied behind our back and beat these guys because history would scream at you wrong, wrong, wrong. I'll give you a quick bit of distant and recent history. Michael Irvin's 1995 season, the last time we won a Super Bowl, the last time we even played in an NFC championship game. That team was dominating with Michael and Troy and Emmett and Dion. And guess what happened that year? We lost two games, not one. We lost twice that year and going 12 and four, we lost twice to four and 12 Washington. Why was that? Well, Nor Turner was their coach. He used to call plays before that for the Dallas Cowboys, but still it's Dallas Washington. Let me remind you that in Troy Aikman's rookie year, the Dallas Cowboys managed to win one football game, Jerry and Jimmy's first year together owning and operating the Cowboys. One game, they went 1-15. They won it with Steve Walsh at quarterback at Washington against the defending Super Bowl champion, then I'm going to use the term, Washington Redskins, with Doug Williams at quarterback, the defending champs, and we went in there with rookie Steve Walsh at quarterback and beat them in their house because it's Dallas, Washington. I'm going to remind both of you, the last game last year, the roles were a little reversed because Philly was in the driver's seat, but we still had an outside chance if Philly lost to the Giants at home on the final season of the regular season. We were playing at Washington. Do you remember this? We go in there with a chance. The games are being played simultaneously. We lost 26 to 6 because we took our foot off the gas and said, ah, it doesn't really matter. It could have mattered, but Davis Webb was the starting quarterback for the Giants at Philly. And, and it was a fairly, I ended up 22 to 16, but we lost 26 to 6. Dak had a QBR of 16 that day. That's on a scale of 0 to 100 because we went 4 for 18 on third down against Washington against the commanders because I hear they're Washington. That, that's just, it, it, it's, it's a historical rivalry that I can't explain, 
but it's it's a blood rivalry, and and the play, I, even I, the young players you. hear about it and they it's sort this, of grow up in it. This this yeah. rivalry means more than a Super Bowl to you. Then do everything you can to win the game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If, you're, if winning a Super Bowl okay. is what matters to you, then you should do what I'm t- telling you to do. And if 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 that's not what matters, and this blood rivalry is what matters, Nick Sirianni is saying the Super Bowl is what matters to my team, Unless and a chance to win a Super Bowl us. is what what yeah. I mean, I don't think he's thinking about the Dallas Cowboys at all, and and he shouldn't be. But I think if you're saying that the the Super Bowl isn't your only goal, and that's not everything that every action and everything you're doing is concerned about and is surrounded with, about, then 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 okay. put everything you got into beating uh, the Commanders and and put Tyron Smith out there and potentially wait, wait. risk losing him for the playoffs. Okay, what did both of you tell me as we opened this show? Don't get ahead of yourself. Quit talking about NFC Championship games because you've got to take this one step at a time. Well, okay, I'm maximizing the first step. One way or the other, we got to go beat Washington. By one point or 30 points, Look, we got to beat them if, if guys, with everybody. If guys truly have injuries and they, they have injuries and you have to remove them off the field, I'm okay with that, sure. Richard. Yeah. I'm fine. But just resting to be resting because a guy is a little older and long in the tooth, no, I've experienced that. I've experienced at the end of the season winning the division and wrapping things up and then having to go to Philadelphia and getting pounced on because we rested dudes up. And you, I just can't do that. I got to play guys that's capable of playing. If you're capable of playing and there's nothing wrong with you, then you're gonna, your butt going to be out there. I can scoreboard watch. If all of a sudden that Dallas game is getting out of control, yep. now I can say, okay, you guys come sit over the sideline with me. It doesn't really matter. The but Philadelphia. The, the Philadelphia is yeah. what I mean. And Nick Sariani, yeah. they yeah. same time. They yeah. play at the same time. 425 Eastern. So yeah. you can scoreboard watch. Mm-hmm. I've been in those situations where we scoreboard watch and we looked up and we were like, well, nothing to play for anymore. And all of a sudden guys are coming off the field and then we go rest guys up. We go the next week to play in a wild card game and get our doors blown off. It just, I don't like it. Yeah, I, I, I hear you, and I don't like it either. But in this situation, it's very specific. But, I, again, it's not my team. It's not, not what I we, – we went to Super Bowls. We did not rest uh, guys unless they were hurt, um, and we went and made our runs. But if you sit there and, and you're going to tell me I'm willing to, to be missing the left side of their offensive line – for the foreseeable future to beat the Washington Commanders, then skip. Maybe that's why y'all haven't been to a Super Bowl or AFC Championship in 30 years because you're too concerned with beating division rivals at the end of the season instead of making sure your team has everything they they need to win a Super Bowl. Do you want to beat Washington, Skip, or you want the number two seed? Well, obviously, one has to come before the other, right? But, I, I'm but, only concerned right now with beating Washington. That's all. But I beating about. Washington gets you to number two seed. Sure. Yeah, but one leads right. to the other. But you can't take cart before horse. That, we, that is very we, true. We can't just declare we are the two seed. Let's forget the Washington game, right? No, we you still can't. have to go win it. Especially if you're missing players. Okay. And Especially w- if you're missing players. What happened the last two times we went on the road? Well, nothing good happened because we got blown out at Buffalo and we should have won the game at Miami, but we let two go 64 yards so are, for the walk-off are, field goal, right? Are you willing Are you willing to risk losing Tyron and Tyler Smith, which which Tyler Smith situation still seems weird to me to fully tear your plantar fascia I, I don't and be better than you were before. That's what but, they said. Yeah, that's what they're saying. But yeah. are you willing to risk losing he and Tyron Smith to beat the Washington Commanders? 
Because that's what you're that, that's I what am. you're going to be Absolutely. doing. Absolutely. And I hope we okay. don't lose both of them because they're saying Tyler Smith is just a matter of pain threshold, pain tolerance. I don't get it. It, it does remind me of the quarterbacks when they tear their biceps tendon that they just go ahead and rupture it completely because it, it, it's easier to throw when it's completely ruptured. So maybe it's I, I've had all kinds of plantar fasciitis all through my marathon days. I don't know if you guys have ever had plantar fascia issues, but I've never heard of anybody tearing it in, in an NFL game. Have you heard of that, Keyshawn, that injury? I, I've never heard of any NFL player tearing his plantar fascia. It's tendon that runs underneath your foot. Yeah, I've, and it I've, just I've, tore. I've heard guys tear them and still continue to play. Okay. It's, but, it's all pain. It completely? It's all pain tolerance, though. I mean, I've, I I've seen guys tear a lot of different things, and they continue to keep playing. Hey, look, do you need to get him healthy? Yes. Is it, can you sit him to the side or both of them to the side? But if you do that, your blocking scheme has got to be such that that $500 million quarterback sitting behind the center, yep. you've got to protect. So if you take them out of the game or you taking a quarterback out and now putting Cooper Rush in yep. and taking a chance to win that game this way, because if you lose and all of a sudden Philadelphia scoreboard watching, they now slide into the two seed. Yep. So it just depends on... I guess what uh, Jerry and, and Mike McCarthy make the decision to do, yeah. if the two seed is more important or is the health more important of the three guys that I'm thinking about that you got to replace. Seed. So, Richard, I got one more question for you. How hard would you laugh at me on Monday morning if my Cowboys somehow lose the game on Sunday at Washington? I would laugh either way, Skip. I would laugh hard. Okay. Well, there you go. That's what we're setting ourselves up to be laughing stocks if we go lose. Right, but, as 13 but, but you know what? I wouldn't be I wouldn't favorites. be laughing at, but I would sit there and, and really say I told you so is if you beat the Washington Commanders and you looked up and Tyler Smith and Tyron Smith were not available because you put them in harm's way in this game and you knew they were already banged up coming in. And so then you're talking about questionable and can't practice going into a game with Green Bay. Okay, where this is a situation and now you're sitting there saying this isn't negotiable anymore. This isn't debatable. They. All right. But Tyron Smith, I I don't know that he's banged up. He had a back issue. He had a back spasm. And then against Detroit, he did play. Aiden Hutchinson got him two or three times. But hey, it takes a ton. It takes a lot. To, to, to keep an NFL player, especially offensive lineman, as tough as nails, yeah. out of an NFL game, especially one that matters. And as big I as that Miami it. game was for your team, yeah. he could not play in it. Skip, know, this is Tyron Smith. How many I, games I, I he sat out. As tough as they come. Yeah, but, but he's sat out a bunch of games in his career. He sat out because he was hurt. Sure. That's no, what I'm I, saying. Okay. And so if you want to potentially risk him sitting out meaningful playoff games, then go ahead and do what you need to do. Yeah, I'm, go from the go from the two to the five. Yeah, because I'm right now. I think you're the two, but you can go back down to the five. <laughs> go yeah. go right ahead. Yeah, I dare you. Yeah. I dare you do that. Yeah. you think I'd be laughing on Monday? Oh I mean, my god, you'd be laughing. Oh and, my god. And goodness. again, would it be the end of the world to have to go to Tampa and beat Tampa? You're Baker? assuming you're gonna okay. go to Tampa, just like you assume okay. that Baker was going to roll up the Saints, and that didn't happen. Yeah, I didn't assume that, but I do assume he'll roll up the Panthers. I'm pretty sure they're going to win that. Game. He got he got barbecue. Right. He's got barbecue ribs he right does. now. He so does. there's no telling what that might turn out to be. Okay. Got to right. be careful, man. Could be right because you don't want to have to go to New Orleans and deal with your nephew's team, right? No, you probably don't. Yeah. You probably don't. So securing that two seed 
is extremely important. I understand exactly what Richard is saying. If these guys are actually hurt and cannot go and cannot play, then you rest them. But if they can lace their cleats up and they can play, I need my best 53 up and available come Sunday. I need my best 53. Absolutely. I do concur. All right. I got to get both of you to weigh in on this because both of you grew up here in Los Angeles, lifelong Laker fans. What is wrong with LeBron's Lakers at 17 and 17? No mercy. No mercy. The Los Angeles Lakers won the NBA's first ever in-season tournament. They celebrated. They raised the banner. And now they're 17 and 17 in 10th place in the West. The last play-in spot as we speak. Man, what a difference a year makes as we enter 2024. Keyshawn and Richard grew up in the L.A. area as Laker fans. So, Keyshawn, please, you first. What do you think is wrong with your team? Man, you really want me to try to answer this, Skip? Yeah, I don't I do. know. Three and eight since winning the in-season tournament. Mm. Three and eight. Mm. 17 and 17 overall record, as you said. So when I start to look at it, what has changed since winning the in-season tournament? Effort. Effort has changed. Because Anthony Davis is basically doing the same. He I mean, is. he hasn't. I agree. I mean, we used to be able to go. Yeah. Him, 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 him. Yeah. Can't do that right now. Numbers-wise, he's he's putting up the numbers. He's yeah. putting up the numbers. So he's, is LeBron. He's yeah. doing his deal. Yep. LeBron James is doing his he's normal doing his deal. deal. Yep. Austin Reeves is doing his normal deal to the to a degree. Yeah. So what's the what is it, right? So now you start to try to figure things out. And you hate to start calling names because you like certain people. But is Darvin Ham really the right guy now? Is he really the right guy as we sit at a 10th spot in his second year as a coach on a team with LeBron? Because this was, if this was any other coach with a LeBron-led team, this question would come up. We would have this conversation about, well, maybe his rotations and maybe he's not making the right adjustments and they're yeah. not listening to him, whatever the case may be. True. So now I'm starting to look at the coach and starting to say, well, if we get the same consistency to a degree – out of our star players, then what, what's the problem? The problem to me is the coach. He's not, they're not, it's not registering to them. Responding, Whatever the information yeah. is that they're getting, it's, they're, they're not retaining that information. Yeah. So you start looking at that. And in the NBA, as, as you know, it don't take long mm -hmm. for people to start looking at the coaches. So I said, well, wait a minute, Bill. We have too much talent to be 17 and 17. We displayed that although it was an in-season tournament, we still won it and we showed you we could go 7-0 in games. How come it's not the case now? That's that's really the only answer I have. Fair points. Yeah. I I I, I hate it. I hate it, Skip. Yeah. I hate it, Key. I, I it's frustrating because I I told you, I called this before the tournament, during the tournament, after the tournament. I said it's ridiculous. What they can show when when they care, when they care, because because when during the tournament, Darvin Ham was the problem during the tournament. You know, when them tournament games happen, like like he said, maybe you need to put tournament game on on the <laughs> locker room every freaking season ga single game because that's when they play hard. Yep. But Darvin Ham was coaching the same then as he coaching now. The thing that's different is their effort, as Key said. 
their effort, their approach. You see, they're lazy. They're, they're not getting back on defense. They're offensively not effective. Guys just standing around. There's not a sense of urgency. And that's the frustrating part as a fan is you're sitting there watching it, and you got to watch them play in the tournament. They got to watch them play this same Pelicans team in the semifinal and hold them yeah. to 80, 89, 88 points. Mm-hmm. And then you watch them play this, and you're like, wait, did you guys just – it's like they're on autopilot. Yeah. And it's frustrating because, of course, they're going to blame the, the coaches. They, they blame Mike Brown. They blame Luke Walton. They blame, they blame Darvin Ham now. But at some point, you got to start to say – Hey, the players got to give better effort consistently. And the fact that they played these tournament games and showed, that's the, that's the crazy part. The, the, the bad part is when you show what you can do, when you show what you're capable of, True. when you show, hey, when we're giving 100% going all out, we can beat anybody in the world. And then you're like, is the tournament over? We got paid? Turn it off. Turn it off. They don't, they don't need to see it anymore. It's like, my goodness, what are we going to – when are they going to take it serious? When are they, you know, when is it not going to be Darvin Ham? When is it not going to be the injuries? Yeah. Because these same guys were just playing better basketball a few weeks ago, Skip. So I can't sit there and say, hey, man, we just don't have the team to do it. Because we do, clearly. Well, yeah. I, I, you know, Skip, mm. Richard say the coach, the coach, the coach. I could, and we've seen this movie before. People are going to start to look at the coach. They because will. Because... He's the easier one to no part doubt. ways with, not dudes that got $200 million contracts. <laughs> so they're going to start right. looking, just like you mentioned, Mike Brown and, and, and Luke Walton and whoever else, that, hell, they looked at Frank Vogel after winning the championship, whether it's the bubble or not. They correct. parted ways with him. So mm-hmm. at some point, if this continues and you're sitting in a 10th seed, eventually that 10 goes to 11. 11 goes to 12, 12 goes to 13, then you'll be scratching your head for real. Okay. I want to make the point about Darvin Ham, and I think you concur, Keyshawn. I like him a lot. I've yeah, gotten to know I like him, him a little. I think he's a really good guy. I think he's a good basketball coach. Is the team now responding to him? They are not lately, not since that tournament. This team does not shoot the ball very well. It's now 21st as we speak in three-point shooting, which is probably not good enough to be a championship contender. Can that change if they ever get Gabe Vincent healthy? He hasn't been healthy all year long, and I don't know why he went ahead and had some scope on his knee. He can flat-out shoot it, and he can clutch shoot it, and I thought he was going to be a valuable member of the rotation, and he's been no member of the rotation. Now, Rui is banged up, and Jared Vanderbilt's been banged up, and Cam Reddish has been banged up. They've had some injury issues, and I'm going to give them that as a legit but small excuse. Okay, now, what do we know? There are two lights at the end of the tunnel that we have seen. We saw the in-season tournament. They're gangbusters, man, on defense against Indiana that night. They destroyed them defensively because they cared. They showed up. That the, the intensity, the urgency that we haven't seen since then was on full display in the quote-unquote championship game, a December game against Indiana. And then I got to bring up one other game that you guys have not mentioned. On December 23rd, it wasn't that far back, 
They went to Oklahoma City. And I don't know if you guys have been watching, but Oklahoma City has caught fire because they have grown up right before your very eyes. They have won eight of their last nine. They had the Celtics down 18 with nine minutes left last night and it got a little (laughs) dicey. But they they were clearly the better team, albeit in Oklahoma City. Eight out of nine. Guess what? They lost one game at home to the Lakers. So I went back and checked that box score and – the Lakers had lost four straight coming into this game, but all of a sudden LeBron goes for 40. Why did he go for 40? He made all five of his three-point shots. Well, how many nights are you going to get five out of five from LeBron from three? Not many. And Anthony was 26 and 11 with seven um, assists. So how many how many games do you get him? That was the night that that night he came back off injury, right? Yes, he, had he did. Rested up or whatever. He did. Rui that night was healthy and gave you 21 on eight of 14 shots. And they made 16 of 32 threes. That's 50% on the road. That, that's going to give you a chance to win a lot of road games, even at Oklahoma City, against the suddenly maturing right before your very eyes Thunder. The same Thunder team that proceeded to beat Minnesota, the best team in the West record-wise, by 23 at home. The same Thunder team that win, went to Denver a couple of nights after that and won by 26 at Denver. They are rolling people and they got rolled by the Lakers at home. So my point is, are those lights at the end of the tunnel? Are they indictments of what this team should be with Darvin Ham as the head coach? That's the big question. I'm not going to give up on this team. I'm not going to write it off because we've seen all this happen. They have to flip another switch. Yeah, but you can't keep going to the well, though, Skip, over and over and over. We've seen this happen before. We saw it last year. They made some some mid-season trade acquisitions that kind of got found themselves in the Western Conference Finals, but you can't live like that every single year. Yeah. You mentioned OKC. Memphis is getting better. I mean, like, you start right. just looking. Hey. You start looking, Skip, at yep. the conference, mm-hmm. okay, and the team that's here with us in L.A. Are they? Uh, the Clippers. So you start looking at the conference, and you're saying to yourself, you're sitting in the 10th seed. Like I said, you'll look up and be in the 13th seed admitted. And, and, and find yourself yeah, way yeah. behind I everybody. Agree. Yep, good point. But again, I just I, I just don't get it because guys put on Laker jerseys and they change who they are. They they all of a sudden can't shoot. They all of a sudden don't play defense. They all of a sudden are injured a lot of times. It's, yeah. And, and and again, we win the title with Frank Vogel and what he did with this team and how well he had him playing defensively. And then we give up on him. And uh, and now we're saying Darvin Ham and give up on him. I, at the end of the day, I don't know if it matters who's in the seat, if I'm being honest. Because, I mean, since Phil Jackson, we've gone through a gauntlet of coaches. We've gone through a ton of coaches. And the consistent theme is effort. It doesn't matter who's in the seat. The consistent theme that you're seeing is a lack of effort, a lack of effort, lack of effort. And you look up on defense and you're like, hey, some games we got it, some games we don't. And in the tournament games, Again, I, I hate to belabor the point, but there was so much effort, and that's frustrating. It's, it's, I almost wish they lost those games. I almost yeah. wish they lost the tournament yeah. because then at least I wouldn't have had to see it. I wouldn't have had to see what it could look like. I wouldn't have had to see what it could be like when they play hard and they care because all that's telling me is on a weekend, week out, night in, night out basis, not, not a lot of people are caring. And I'm not talking about LeBron. I'm not talking about AD because they seem to care every night. But everybody else mm. seemed to be mailing it in at times and just waiting for LeBron and AD to save the day. Well, okay. you talk about effort, Skip, and you mentioned it, listening to 
or responding yeah. to mm -hmm. the head coach. The head coach gets you to put out a maximum effort. He does. Okay, that's just what head coaches do. Yep. They get you to respond to their teaching and what they're teaching you. You take to the court. Yep. You retain that information, and then you go and you deliver it to your opponent. That's something that the Lakers have not been able to do here recently. Why that is, I have no idea. I'm not saying Darwin Ham should be fired. I'm just saying you got to take a look at the way they respond to him. Now, maybe, maybe there's a Zach Levine hangover going on somewhere. I, I don't know. Maybe that's the case. Maybe all of a sudden that name keeps surfacing and players are being, you know, you remember when the, when the AD situation first came up, with all those guys was getting traded. <laughs> Remember that? They, they're going to trade them, and then they're not going to trade them. And yep. the players that was there at the time, they were sitting around like, man, we can't play this way. Remember B.I., Brandon? B.I. You know, he, he was on yeah. the free throw line at Indiana, and they were chanting, LeBron wants to trade you. Yes. Da, 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 da. Yes. And so you don't know how that sort of yeah. information seeps into the minds of these players Am I going to be on the block? Maybe. Am I, are they going to move me? I just got here. We, you don't know. All right. And there's a long-held theory that visiting teams don't play well in Los Angeles because there are too many distractions in Los Angeles. Does that also apply to players who come to the Lakers permanently to be Lakers? Are there too many distractions in Los Angeles? No question. Okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't buy into that. But well, you guys grew up here. No, I, mean, don't buy, I don't buy into it. I don't buy into too many distractions. I don't buy into that at all. Because are you saying you can find I, distractions anywhere? I was literally about to really? say that, Skip. You can find distractions everywhere. The National Football League figured the gambling thing out. Mm -hmm. They, You know, for, for many years, oh, you can't have a Super Bowl in Vegas. Can't do this in Vegas. Can't. Because they got gambling and they got adult clubs and it. Well, they got adult clubs in New York. They got adult clubs in Tampa. They got gambling in Tampa. Like, and eventually the league figured it out. Well, yep. guess what? The parties, the clubs, the restaurants and everything is in every city, major city that there's a sports franchise. It's nothing new. That's yep. why I don't buy to, I don't buy into they're in L.A. So all of a sudden they can't play because they're doing too much in L.A. I don't buy into that. I don't know. You get off that plane know. and you smell that. I don't buy into that. Smell that. You can get off the plane and do the same ah. things in Miami, New York, Chicago, <laughs> Seattle. You can do all yeah. those same things in Dallas. The <laughs> same exact things. In Dallas. All well, right. clearly, clearly yeah. the Clippers are showing you can you can come to L.A. and, and, and win and shoot and, and yeah. make three-pointers. You just can't do it in the Lakers uniform, apparently, over the last decade. There you, go, you can't Richard. find anybody to shoot the basketball. All right. Yeah. Um, Okay, real quick, I got to get both your thoughts on the shot that LeBron almost hit the other night to tie the game. We didn't get to talk about this. I think it was Saturday night. If we'd see LeBron with his it was a three. three to tie. I, I don't think it was. It got ruled not, but he goes up to tie. That's a three. Skip has it not. Minnesota because as he... As he his he gets his foot behind the line first, but as he rises to shoot, the ball he turns sideways. He turned his foot his, sideways his foot to, is, to push look, up and off. He's not. The, okay. He's behind no, the line. He stepped down. No, he stepped dog. Down. He's on the line. Dog. He down he's, on the line. That's clear okay, shot. Down on the line. That's a clear they, shot. They reviewed it and said, "Oh, them dudes, man, they ain't gonna change their mind." You, oh, they're just anti-LeBron. Is that what you're saying? Or? Especially no. him. Yeah. Especially who? The ref. What's his face? Tony. Oh, yeah. He is Tony. Yeah. He's he, trying to explain. Brothers. Yeah, Tony Brothers. Yeah, it's Tony Brothers, I okay. think. All right. Okay, so that would have tied it. But LeBron still had a chance to redeem himself because 
with 1.4 okay, seconds go. left. Well, he did. Here we go. Well, you saw what happened with oh, 1.4 left. Just LeBron, just drive it or go up and shoot it. Yeah, you got to do something. It, except he steps through and then he's he late. stepped through and tried to bank it off the board. Yeah, he he actually shot an air ball. He, he tried to bank it off the board, okay. man. All right, way to go, LeBron. Well, go up strong and get fouled and have the guts he to go shoot the free throws. He just tried to do throws. that. Go shoot the free throws to tie. You got to make two to tie. So he immediate. So he just missed it because he didn't want to go to the free throw line. I don't know. It sure looks strange to me. Yeah. LeBron yeah, James has the highest you IQ doing in so, basketball. You were doing, so, doing good. so good. You I were know. doing good. Well, I had to get that in because we it was on his way. Yeah. Come on. Or LeBron could have pulled up and just shot a you know ten foot jumper on There's the baseline. There's two dudes next to him. It wasn't okay. a good shot to yeah. begin with. Go up strong and get the call and go make those two free throws. Or maybe you're afraid you can't make both of them standing there by yourself fifteen <sighs> feet away. It's a hard shot. All right. Enough of that. Up next. Can't the NFL come up with any better way to report eligible receivers than this way? It seems so amateurish to me. We're about to debate next. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. Come on in. Back down. in a video distributed Tuesday, the NFL reminded its teams that players bear the burden of ensuring they have properly reported as eligible receivers, which was an obvious response to Saturday night's chaotic finish to that Cowboys-Lions game. The Lions said Saturday night that Taylor Decker tried to report as eligible to head referee Brad Allen, but that Allen mistakenly thought Dan Skipper was reporting, and then Allen told the Cowboys defense Skipper was eligible, not Decker. So when the go-ahead two-point pass was completed to Taylor Decker, flags flew. Cowboys were saved. Maybe Brad Allen will turn out to be the Cowboys MVP this season if Saturday night's escape propels my Cowboys into a deep playoff run. So here's what NFL senior vice president Walt Anderson says in this video, and I quote, it is the responsibility of the player to be sure that change in status is clearly communicated to the referee by both a physical signal with his hands up and down in front of his chest and to report to the referee his intention to report as an eligible receiver. Okay, so to me, declaring eligible receivers is so crucial that you would think that now that we're in 2024, the National Football League could come up with a far more efficient and effective, I don't know, maybe even an electronic way to let the defense know an offensive lineman is declaring himself eligible to catch a pass. You used to be able to hear the head ref say it live on the telecast. Number 70 has reported as eligible. I, I don't know what happened to that. If Dan Skipper had been announced to everyone in the stadium, including the defense and the Lions, at least the Lions would have immediately known Brad Allen made a mistake. Look, I, I have been covering the National Football League since 1974, and I was embarrassed for the National Football League Saturday night, even though Brad Allen saved me. But Keyshawn, you played. Your opinion of this reporting controversy. Well, I think when you when you look at Dan Skipper come into the game and Jared Goff tell Taylor Decker right there, go over to the ref, it is his responsibility. Eligible receiver. Mm -hmm. I'm an eligible receiver. You can see the referee clearly <laughs> looking at Skipper 
come in. Late. He's, he comes he in. He come in late. like so he's looking yep. at him. Yep. And he walks away. But Taylor Decker never ever says, Hey, I'm eligible. I'm the eligible receiver. 68's eligible. Hey, referee, get in front of the referee. Grab the referee. Say, hey, I'm eligible. Don't try to be sneaky. Okay, but they're trying to camouflage you. Don't from need the Cowboys. To, you okay. don't need to do that. All right. Because the Cowboys got everybody upstairs looking in the, in the press box with Dan Quinn. Everybody on the sidelines looking. They going to see you do it anyway. Mm -hmm. So trying to be uh, anonymous in doing it. Yep. That didn't serve you any good. Because remember, Panay Sewell goes in front of the referee also. Yes, you got to go in front of them yeah, so they yeah. can see you. Yes. We practice this mm -hmm. literally every single week because this is in. This is, they didn't it's just put in. this in no. for the Cowboys. No. This is in for every single Absolutely. game that they decide when we get in a two-point situation, what's our best two-point play? Okay, we got a list of them. Hey, let's go to this one. Let's go to Taylor Decker. Now, Taylor Decker may have just... I don't know. It probably was a big moment. He's excited. He's trying to make sure that they don't see him. <laughs> yeah. He just got to go over there and just do it. And if they cover it, they cover it. That, that's just what the rules are. I don't think that anything needs to be changed, except he needs to communicate that clearly to the referee as he's walking away. Go chase him down. Go do it. But but uh, to the NFL's point, it's it's really ridiculous for them to say that because clearly Skipper couldn't have verbalized it from that distance. If two guys are standing in front of you and couldn't have verbalized it, so you're saying I need to physically do it and verbalize yeah. it. He ran away. Brad Allen ran away before Skipper could even he get did. close enough he was to hear him yep. and verbalize it. He's already gone. Yep. And on that play, Skipper's not eligible. It's 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 literally Panay Sewell and Decker are the eligibles. They're the two ends. They're both playing tight end on the play. Uh, uh, Skipper replaces Panay Sewell at right tackle. He so did. Panay Sewell is technically uh, a tight end on the play, and Decker's technically a tight end on the play. So both of them are literally reporting eligible to him. And so for him not to hear that, for, for us not to, to have any proof of that, is really out, out, outrageous and outlandish. But again, Skip, you're like, hey, can we find a better system? This is the same game that measures first downs with sticks and chains to this day, regardless of me. all the technology Touché. that is in the world, yeah. all the analytics they have in the game. They sit there and bring chains out and sticks and use human beings to spot the ball where their eyes might have potentially saw it every time, whether it's the front foot or the back foot. You know, we talked about that before. So yeah. we're talking about a game that purposely – and listen to what I'm saying. Purposely leaves human error. Purposely leaves mistakes on the football field. Yep. Purposely mm -hmm. leaves things up to, to chance and objective, I mean, Very subjective opinion. Yeah. And so, I, 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 again, I think that Panay Sewell and Decker both reported and Brad Allen just went through the motions of what he expected to be the truth. So why why did why did Dan Skipper go over there if he if he's not part of the what, what was it to try to camouflage yes <clears throat> trying to disguise yeah to, to, to try to, to disguise it mm -hmm. when in reality that Brad Allen's going to run over there and say hey Panay sixty eight and fifty eight are reporting eligible he would have went right. over there and said it anyway so to your point Keith it wouldn't have made any difference because they're going to announce they should announce it to the stadium and he should announce it to the defense okay and remember Dan Skipper had been setting up this two point play by reporting frequently during the game to try to throw the Cowboys off and unfortunately <laughs> he threw Brad Allen off because. Brad Allen saw him maybe out of the corner of his eye looping around, 
and thought, I, I guess it's going to be 70 again. So I'll just go say Dan Skipper, 70 is eligible. So, Richard, quick question for you as a defensive star of the uh, in your career. W- what if Brad Allen had gotten it right? What if he had said Taylor Decker at number 68? He would he wouldn't have said his name. What if he said 68 is eligible? As, as a defender, would you have been more cognizant, more aware? Do you think he would have been covered on the two-point throwback pass try? Well, I think somebody would have had eyes on him initially, and, and there's one of two things that, that happened in those situations, Skip. Either they watch him and they're disciplined, or they blitz on the play after watching him and assuming, hey, this guy isn't going out for a pass. He's just in here for extra protection. I'm going to blitz and, and put more pressure okay. on the quarterback. Right. So, I mean, I can't, I can't predict what would have happened on that play. It did look like they were in man-to-man. It so, did. More than likely, somebody would have had eyes on him. They would have been close to him. They were close to him even when nobody was supposed to be covered. I mean, they were around him. I'm not saying he was covered, but there were two defensive, you know, two defenders were within earshot of him right there. I mean, they they could have maybe made some play. Defensive players have heard them say, receiver, this particular person is eligible, and they still get scored on. So I don't think okay. it would even right. matter. All right. It's all about the it's all about the defense that they was in. Mm-hmm. If you looking in the backfield and you're a man to man, he's going to slip out. And if you're smart enough, all you gotta do is count. You know who's on the line of scrimmage and what position he's replacing. It's not it's not that difficult. But the Cowboys they got him. Look, Skip, you got one. Okay, you got one. You, no, you stole one. You oh. got. A victory out of that one. You should be happy. You shouldn't want no, the rule to change. No, I, I got it. But I, it, it hurt me because I, I do love this game. I, I don't care what you say. I'll take it. I'll take it to my bank, maybe to my NFC Championship game bank. But it just seemed like chaos ensued. And Brad Allen was completely overwhelmed because then they also threw a flag on Ben Skipper for being covered in the line and, and having reported, quote-unquote, eligible, right? So there are two flags on the play because he got it wrong in the first place anyway. So Ben Skipper lines up covered in the interior line, as Richard pointed out. They also flagged that. So they had two violations because Brad Allen got the wrong guy, right? Right. But, it it could have yeah. been three. It should have been three because it should have been um, – Ineligible man on the end of the line of scrimmage. The receiver didn't cover him. Cover him up. Okay. And and at that point, if you don't throw that flag, then there's not a flag on the play. You know, if you don't throw the flag on Decker to the receiver side because the receiver's off the ball. The receiver's off the ball. He's on the ball. So yeah. he has to check with the as as key knows. You check with the ref. Hey, I'm off. At that point, the ref's like, he's off. There's an ineligible. There's a tackle right there. That's a flag. If he's saying, I'm off, and you're saying, okay, we're good to go, then you're saying you're acknowledging there's an eligible on the line of scrimmage. And that's what they did on the play because they didn't throw the flag until after. So they have the discussion, but clearly they didn't think that initially. Man, kick the field goal. I mean, the PAT, man. What you Kick the PAT. Kick the PAT, though, Dad. The game... You, you didn't get it. Kick the PAT and go to overtime. What are you doing? Once you get the flag. Once you get the, the flag, PAT. you don't go and try it two okay. more times. But, but then Micah gave it right back because he was all Yes, sides. and guess what? Kick the PAT. Again? Again, just it, kick the okay, PAT. You, you, you wouldn't go for it once no. you got back to the original line of scrimmage? No. <laughs> kick the PAT. I got a chance to possibly be the one or the two seed. Why am I surrendering that? Because I have one home playoff game and I won the division? 
It's just who Dan Campbell is. It's what he's always yeah, been. Yeah, but that, 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 no. You, no. You don't I, think so? That's a good buddy of mine that I played with. Yeah. Dan is dead ass wrong. Okay, you don't think his team would have lost a touch of respect for him if he didn't no, go for it? we went for it. <laughs> okay. We showed that we could score despite the ineligible eligibility stuff. Mm. Now, PAT, uh, PAT, take this thing in overtime. Let's win the coin toss, and let's go down there and score. All right. So I got one more nuanced question back to you. We just went 70 to get okay. down there. 75. Yeah, 75. Okay, I understand. Come on. Okay, so Keyshawn, you're saying that both Panay Sewell, 58, and Taylor Decker, 68, as they go to Brad Allen, you think they're both trying to report, or do you think Panay Sewell was there for window dressing and camouflage? I, I thought they're both, trying they're to both, both were trying you, to you report. Think both but I also think just based on what you said, and I didn't think about it until you yeah. said it, that 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 uh, Dan Skipper's coming in, so automatically the ref decides, oh, well, he's just going to call it anyway, so let me... He didn't even <clears> let him weird. get to him. He didn't let him he get to him. Usually they're going to let you get to him and Brad have Allen a small little, a little conversation with you, yeah. and then they go. But he yeah. took off before he even got to him because he Which, probably automatically assumed, yeah. oh, why, why do I need to wait? He's doing yeah, it again. And, and that's where the league is dead wrong because they're giving him credit for not assuming people standing right next to him, talking to him. And, and they're saying, oh, he should he should get verbal and physical. He didn't get verbal and physical. He got verbal from two guys, the two guys but, who were literally on the ends of the line of scrimmage as eligibles. But the verbal that he was getting based on loud stadium noise, all that, yeah. and his visual sightline going to Dan Skipper, did he – hear them like did he was he you know how you could be looking at something and not yeah. hearing or listening did is was that the case was that the case where they're standing in front of him but he's so focused in on skipper that he wasn't even listening to them could be right that's, that's why exactly i say that's why i say they should just you know I mean, you gotta just do do one of these do yeah, go to the legs do this. something real yeah. quick okay R richard do you remember a time when they announced the eligibles over the PA system where everybody could hear it? 70s. Yeah. Uh, uh, he yeah. Probably, yeah. Oh, were you in yeah. the league? They then? used to do that all the time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. they, I, yeah, they used did. to do it all the time. It used yeah. to be a... Okay, so if it, that my point, for the Lions' sake, if, see, Dan Campbell, if you put it on the PA, he would have heard the wrong guy got reported eligible, right? He would have heard Dan Skipper. Would they have frantically tried to change the play on the fly? Would he? That have, sounds like a... That sounds like another mistake by Brad Allen, more than anything. I don't think they've changed that, Skip. Oh, you think they do it? Because I don't hear it like I used to. Maybe they just don't put it on the telecast the way they used to. I, yeah, I they, do it on, they definitely do it on field goals and PATs every time. There's 74 is reporting eligible. 62 is reporting eligible and because you, they have to on the field. And you usually, and in the past, you come in off the sideline, man. You just, you're just you're doing coming, it. Yeah, you're just it's, doing you're, it. You're, you're not, blatant with you're it. You're not yeah. trying to be sneaky <laughs> and doing it again. Right. Maybe they outsmart As, as, as Richard said, yeah. they've been doing it for a long time, and defenses still get it wrong. So <laughs> why right. try to be, sneak it? Okay, we got to change the subject because we got to go to Foxborough for this one. Will Kraft fire Belichick? Hmm. Would you believe Bill Belichick is now 64 and 84 as an NFL head coach without Tom Brady? 
Belichick is 20 games under 500 without Tom Brady. <laughs> Stop. I'm starting. The Patriots are now 4-12. and 12. Yet Belichick, of course, just keeps saying what he's always said, that he's just focused on this week, not the future. And on his radio gig yesterday in Boston, he was even able to crack a sarcastic joke saying that if he has any news on his job status, he'll break it on Twitter or, as he said, my face. Keyshawn, you know Belichick. You know Robert Kraft. Can you see Kraft firing Belichick after Sunday's final game? No, no, I can't see him firing him. I can see headlines saying he was fired. Mm. Um, but I think in the end, there's going to be two things here. Major changes potentially if he stays with the front office or whatnot. Or Bill basically saying, you know what, I, it's run its course. And then there's a guy in, in Gerard Mayo on the team uh, uh, as a coach that they that they love Mr. Kraft and his son Jonathan Kraft. They love uh, Gerard, so I can see them letting him become the next head coach while Bill goes on and looks at other opportunities in the National Football League. But in terms of him just Sunday and then coming in on what they call it Black Monday or whatever mm-hmm. it is, saying we're relieving Bill Belichick of his coaching responsibilities and duties. Therefore, he won't be the coach moving forward. I can't see that. Mm. I just don't. It, look, I understand what you think. You think it was all Tom Brady, all Tom, small I think Bill. Mostly. Yeah, uh, yeah. mostly. You know, mm-hmm. mostly Tom and, and all Bill. I mean, all Tom mm-hmm. and a little bit of Bill. Yep. I, many people don't believe that. Even Tom Brady himself doesn't believe that. I don't know People about that. believe that it was a group effort including his coaching staff, including the Kraft family, giving the players the necessary tools to be successful within the organization. Has Bill time essentially run out in New England? Probably so, because where he is age-wise, Richard, and where they are as a team, he's not in a position for a total rebuild for the next six years. Let somebody else do that. Mm. He's at a time in his age where the best opportunities are teams maybe like the Chargers, for instance, that have a franchise quarterback in a pretty solid stable of personnel on the defensive side of the ball that he can kind of go and give them some leadership that they haven't had in quite some time, and it's a quick fix. So that's kind of the way that I'm looking at it, opposed to, running it back with Mac Jones or drafting a young quarterback. And you don't want to do all that if you build. Yeah, I, I don't see him firing him, Skip. I don't think that's, I mean, a coach that wins super, six Super Bowls, if, if he gets fired from an organization, well, then, five, then, hey, then. Five Super Bowls, Richard, you, y'all gave him one. Well, I mean, they got six on the mantle, so <laughs> you, you yeah. can call it what you want. <laughs> but if he's getting fired, then there's no coach in the history of this game here going forward that's safe and has a safe job you know i think they respect him enough to allow him to make the decision and they will put it in a way that seems like he made the decision hey i'm stepping down or something of that nature hey bill's stepping away um you know and and allowing jared gerard mayo or he's giving this position to Gerard Mayo or something like that it's never going to be a situation where they say hey robert Kraft has relieved uh, Bill Bell. If they do that, then good night. Good. Uh, then 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 we're gonna be on a show having a different conversation. But 
I, I think they respect him enough. I don't think he'd fit with the Chargers in L.A. I just can't imagine. I just can't see him in a dome team, West Coast, you know, that team, the, the color scheme. Like, it's just a lot of things that would, you know, just be. What does the a, color a got to hit him? It just, it, it, it got a lot. I mean, I've only seen him in, in the Patriots colors for a long time. I mean, he was with the Browns 100 years ago, but. It's just a West Coast Dome team. He's in a hoodie every hoodie indoors would be weird. Like it's just a lot of stuff, Key. Um, and it's it's also a young team uh, for the most part. You know, a young team that I, I I don't know if this really translates to the West Coast California. You know, Bill Belichick way doing my way or the highway. We're doing sprints until you throw up. You know, I just don't know if that's going to translate to a new team. I know you're saying he's not going to participate in the rebuild. I agree with that. But I just don't know if that's the right fit for him. But, no, I don't think he's going to get fired, Skip. It's funny to I me. Like you, you guys both treat the Chargers like they're the Clippers, like they're the stepchild in L.A. They're the other team in L.A., right? They're certainly they, the mean, other team in L.A. All right. Yeah, and the Rams yeah, the are the, the, the If you're asking me, yeah. the Rams are the third team in Los Angeles. You know who the first right. team is? The, the team that's in Las Vegas. Oh, well, that's, that's the right. number Raiders. one football the team is the Raiders. All right, fair enough. Okay, I do think Bill has gotten exposed without Tom, but we, we can battle on that another day. But I also think that Robert Kraft, the smart man that he is, also sees that, knows that, and knows that some move needs to be made. There is no way that Robert Kraft wants the blood of Bill Belichick on his hands. He's just not going to fire him without ceremony. But I do think... Robert Kraft might engineer a deal, oversee a deal that would be a quote-unquote trade in which Bill would go to the Chargers or where, wherever it might be, whoever needs I'm a coach. I'm just using where, the Chargers because yeah, that's I know, I, It's obvious because yeah. they do have a franchise quarterback. I know, I know so. for sure he ain't going to the Panthers. That's yeah. for damn sure. Okay, so I, I don't know if it's for damn sure. But, okay. <laughs> I, All right. but I will bet my right arm okay, that he would not owner. go to Carolina. All right. But, you know, the, the Chargers could be fairly attractive because they're not without talent and they do have a, a very good young court. I don't know if he's great or not, but he's very good. Pretty and good. You, you have a chance with him that you have not had with the guy you handpicked, Mac Jones. So I could see where Robert Kraft would say, we need a change of scenery. You need a change of scenery. Let, let's make it. We'll scratch each other's back that this was all arm in arm done, hand in hand done, and let's make the switch where you go to the chart, wherever it might be. I don't know who else is going to fire their coach. It, the Bears going to Commanders, maybe. Commanders, yeah, that, that's a maybe possibility. Maybe the Bears yeah. Commanders. All right. Okay. But I do think that this is just me from a distance. I think Robert Kraft knows in his heart of hearts, to your point, Keyshawn, it's going nowhere slowly. And and Bill at, well, I don't know what he is, 72? I think he is 72. He, he, he might not have that kind of energy left for a complete rebuild. Plus, he's so old school that, that he just needs a fresh start now because his my way or the highway has worn out its welcome in the Patriot locker room without Brady to be the buffer in the locker room and say, it's going to be okay. We're going to figure this out because that's what Tom did best with Bill. Because Bill, you, you know him, Key. He's tough, man. He's tough on quarterbacks. He's tough he's on tough the football on every, he's team. Tough, he's, he's tough yeah. on everybody. Yeah. But yeah. this is a situation. If if the if they had bought the team, the Crafts, meaning oh, whoever, if the Crafts sell the team 
two months ago and somebody had bought it and we was having this conversation, then I would say that new owner probably would fire Bill Belichick. Mm. But the fact of the matter is they've been partners for 20 plus years, partners in this thing. Although one guy is the owner and Bill Belichick runs the team, that's essentially a partnership. Now, in terms of the Chargers, the Chargers have been the hot name that's out there. Yeah. Remember, they don't have a general manager. They don't have a GM. That's number one. So now you get an opportunity to bring in your own guy that you want to work close with you and evaluating talent and yeah. doing those sort of things. It is in a, it is in a, a, a state that does have water. If you know anything about Bill, he's into the boating and the fishing and the watering. and done. They do have good golf. If you know anything about Bill, Southern California has good golf. It's just they got a new facility coming up here in Manhattan Beach that they're putting together right now. Yep. I mean, so you start to look at all the different things in terms of the charges. Everything just aligns perfectly yep. for a situation. And I know for the majority of that, like you said, Richard, 20 years, he's been in Massachusetts. He's been with the hoodie and the no sleeves. I, I get all of that. But he's also coached at other spots along the way. I mean, he's coached at other places. This is not his first rodeo and his last rodeo. I think he will coach again. I just don't know that it'll be in New England. Yep. All right. You good, Richard? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. good. I, I, was, right. I said everything I got on that. Okay, all right. Up next, we got a good question for you. Will Lamar Jackson become the first NFL player ever to win two MVPs unanimously? Hey, Richard Sherman, baby. Uh, sure feels once again your turn hashtag undisputed live here we go first tweet from tory watkins the commanders holding on to their number two pick and not worried about the cowboys okay concede you just forfeit i i, I want to forfeit just don't show up thank you and next they wouldn't get the check skip okay well that's fair enough <laughs> You want them to show up. Oh, okay, this is from True Story. Why don't people complain about calls that went against Dallas, most notably the catch? Because Dez clearly caught it at Green Bay, and we clearly would have won that game. And we clearly would have went on to Seattle, where we had won in the regular season and won again in the NFC Championship yeah, I don't game. Know how they screwed this up. Yeah. And then you would have sobered up and woke up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, you I don't remember know, that year, yeah, Richard. I don't know how they screwed this up. I, I don't know. How. Yeah, I don't know how they – I still don't know how they didn't call that a catch. He but. caught it. He ran like a stride and a half with it, and then he put it in his left hand and slammed it on the goal line like a running back would. That's not a catch? I don't get it. This is from D Champion. I'm dropping a dime on the Cowboys one and done in the playoffs. Okay, Mr. Champion. So you say we're That's going to lose huh? a home game. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Huh. So he's saying we're going to lose a home game to Green Bay probably in the first round. Yep. They're, they're saying you're going to lose when it matters. Okay. All right. I'm well, dropping a dime we on go. the Cowboys. One and done yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. All right. I wonder what type of dime, though. Ten cents? Ten thousand? I mean, like. I don't know. I don't know. Good question. Information. You're giving me a dime as information. I don't know. Okay. We got to talk about this. Lamar Jackson. Ooh is now the prohibitive favorite to win MVP. 
Think about this. You'd have to bet $1,000 on Lamar just to win $5. It's starting to feel like Lamar will win the MVP vote unanimously. That would be two unanimous MVPs for Lamar, a first in NFL history. Now, Richard has made a very strong case and a good case for Christian McCaffrey's MVP, and then a second case as McCaffrey and Lamar sharing the award. But right now, C-Mac is fifth in the odds at 50 to 1, meaning if you bet 1,000 on C-Mac, you would win 50,000. So maybe, Richard, you should just put a couple of bucks down on C-Mac just I'm, for the heck I'm of it. I'm about to hit, hit, hit a few people in Vegas real quick. Uh, well, okay. You and, want to split it? Yeah. Well, so he wants to go back to McNair and uh, Peyton. Was that who it was? Peyton. No. Mm-hmm. Was it McNair and Peyton? Yeah. yeah it, was yeah. Ma- it was McNair and Peyton. Yeah. All right. So Keyshawn. First up, do you see Lamar winning unanimously? Well, yeah, I do. I do. I honestly do. Hey, look, man, everybody's going to say he doesn't have the numbers. He doesn't have the numbers. He doesn't have numbers. The league is down, man. Okay? Think about it. The NFL offenses in 2023, the lowest scoring season since 2017. Fewest yards per game since 2008 across the league. So it ain't just Lamar. It's everybody that got skill positions that touch the football, all of those sort of things. Yeah, you got some guys that catch the ball with numbers a little bit higher based on 17 games or so. But at this quarterback position, offenses, the numbers are just down. I mean, that's the reality of it. But when you look at the just – Never mind the games before the last two. The last two games, the 49ers and the Dolphins. And you look at Lamar Jackson, and you look at what he was able to do when the football was in his hands, when his defense did their jobs to get him the football back, and then he capitalized in scoring points or pushing the ball down the field, just doing some some amazing things from an eyeball standpoint. When you talk about MVP, as long as I remember, that's the most valuable player, okay? That's what it means. And when I look at other quarterbacks, because it is a quarterback award, but you can throw Tyreek Hill in there and Christian McCaffrey in there if you choose to do so. When you look at three guys that come to mind for me, Josh Allen, if I took Josh Allen away from the Buffalo Bills, eh, I don't know what that's going to look like. If I took uh, 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 Patrick Mahomes away from the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm not sure what that's going to look like. If I took Lamar Lamar Jackson away from the Baltimore Ravens, and in the past I've seen them with him and without him, and if I took him away from them, that's not a very good team. They'll win some games. But I've seen the 49ers with multiple backs in Shanahan's system over the years not maybe do the same things that Christian McCaffrey is doing, but getting enough out of that position to make strong runs and get to Super Bowls and playoff games, things like that. It's nothing against Christian McCaffrey. It's nothing at all. I think he deserves it, but he has Lamar in front of him. And Lamar is just lights out. Man, dude threw for five. I was going to call Richard the other day when he threw for the five touchdowns. I didn't even want to waste. I didn't even want to waste my minutes. Hey, I didn't. I didn't hey, want to do it. Have. You I didn't want to waste it. I just didn't want to waste it because if anybody is looking at this and saying that he doesn't deserve the MVP, then I don't know what they're watching. Then, then, then they're just not 
participating in recency bias. Because if we're, and I'm tired of reiterating the same points because we've already had this talk already. We have. Between the months of September and November, how many touchdown passes do you think he had, Key? Yeah, between, the, the, between the months of, what did you say, no, September and November? The months of September and November combined, how many touchdown passes would you assume he had? They played seven games. I would assume he probably had nine. He had six. Okay, six. He had six okay. in the month of September and November. He had five in his game. Okay. But he had six in the months of November and September. But what but else again, did he do? To your point, what else did he do? I, 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 I'm trying to figure that out because if you're talking about quarterbacks that won the award, they usually lead the league in some category. They're usually top five in some category. And I'm tired of reiterating the same point over and over because apparently it's a quarterback award and it's what have you done for me lately, which is fine. Okay, give them the award. But I, what I don't understand is it's just a quarterback award because now the Offensive Player of the Year award is, is Christian McCaffrey is somehow the favorite to win that award. And so how's he the favorite and Lamar fifth in the odds for Offensive Player of the Year but MVP is he's runaway MVP unanimously. I, it just it just doesn't compute in my brain. But apparently you just got to play quarterback and you got to be playing hot at the right time, which is which is is what it is. But again, to the point, everybody's not down. I mean, Dak Prescott's leading the league with 32 touchdown passes. That's not that's not down. He has a ton of yards. There's quarterbacks that have thrown for 42, 4300 yards. That's not down. That's right on par with what quarterbacks have done. It's just one person who doesn't have the numbers that you're looking for him to have to really Richard, to really make Rich, this point. Rich, what is, what no. it is. I'm, I'm listening. Uh, I'm over, listening, Keith. But, but the Rich, numbers just aren't Rich, there. I'm giving you the facts, man. The numbers are down. I'm not making this up. I'm not making so it up. What, yes. What, yes. What I'm say, what Dak I'm saying Prescott is, may have is, great numbers. There's other quarterbacks that may have great numbers. But as a whole... As a whole, all 32 teams with offenses, those numbers on an average is down. So you're going to have some people. That? You're going to have some people with higher numbers than others. And then when you talk about what has he done, the dude is 13 and three, 29 touchdowns, 281 in total yards in the air, yards per game now. Not including his running, not including the leadership. That's not a lot. How? You know, you know what you, you know. They got the best record in the number one seed, and that doesn't so, so, mean anything. So, so, I, so, what I'm telling you, that's the team award. Their team, their defense leads the league in turnovers, sacks, yes, scoring. But so, that's part so, of so it. again, but you're sitting there telling me it's just his award. I'm talking about his stats individually. I'm not talking about a team but, encompassing a whole defense and a whole offense. I'm talking about him. And, and, and what you're talking about, I'm talking about there's 13 so players in the National Football so League you think that Richard, have more passing yards. There are there are nine players with more passing touchdowns. There are – that's that, what I'm saying. That is Usually true. When you're, that I is know true. it's true. That, that part of it is I'm true. That part of it is true. But there so, are players with different type of numbers than him. But if you sitting here okay. looking at me and Skip and saying yeah. that he is not the most valuable player on any team in the National Football you League – Richard, come you on, just, man. You just told me. You just told me Patrick Mahomes. If you take Patrick Mahomes away from the Chiefs, but, they're all right. But if you take him away from any, Baltimore, they're a bad team. Okay, that's I'm not. Sure the, that's not, not, not no, I didn't, would never say that Patrick Mahomes. If they you took him away, we're, we're that they're okay. Run. They're a bad okay. team. Okay, we we got it. I will say this. 
Richard obviously is a very smart man when it comes to football, and a lot of voters do watch this show, and he might persuade one or two of those voters to vote for somebody else, such as Christian McCaffrey. I guarantee you I, that I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so either. And finally, if, I'm if, the wrong, if you win, you know. Yeah. Sorry. Go yeah. Ahead. Well, I, I'm the wrong one to ask because I predicted the Ravens going to win the Super Bowl before the season started, and I predicted. They are going to do this because Lamar will be the MVP this this year. So I'm way ahead. So I'm I'm disqualified from this. Dude, get the MVP. Okay. Yeah, I don't but care I, how look, he get it. He get I'm, it. I'm just yeah. I'm just gonna say this. If we do it like this, then every year whoever's on the number one C with the best record in the league, whoever's playing quarterback for that team deserves their award, regardless of what their stats are, regardless of what their numbers are, because you're on the quarter. You're the quarterback for the team with the best record. So that's. That's okay. the criteria now for the MVP right. of the league. I got gotcha. you. I'm okay. good. Up next, we have Young Money joining us once again. Man, nobody wants to about no Cowboys. Man. The Dallas Cowboys are back in business, back in the saddle. Here we go. Yellow. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. Bone back down. It is time once again for Young Money. Two Lil Wayne protégés, buddies of mine, Yella Beezy from Dallas, Alan Cubis from Wayne's hometown of New Orleans. So, the heavens reopened Saturday night as head referee Brad Allen took the Cowboys off the hook against the Lions. Then the 3-12 Arizona Cardinals took care of those cry eagles cry in Philadelphia. And suddenly, all the Cowboys have to do is win at Washington, and they could have two home playoff games where they've won 16 straight at home. Alan, please, you first. Do you now like the Cowboys' chances of getting to their first NFC championship game in 28 years? <laughs> no. No? I don't know how much I like it, but I will tell you, it's the best one they had in a while. That's I don't that. see it getting much better, you know, um, for all the, if it was a catch, for all the misfortunes, it looks like Christmas came five days late for y'all, Yellow, because, I mean, you talk about a season-altering gift, you know, and then right on schedule with the Eagles' demise and collapse. Like, the Eagles have collapsed, right, when they get this good fortune. Everything seems to be going their way out of nowhere. Everything seems to be coming together, but in the end, I ain't falling for it. No. I'm not buying it for a second. Nah, I actually, um... You know, because if you watch both of those games, as talented as they've been, as talented as that defense is, the last two games, they've given up drives late they on did. plays that absolutely could have and should have derailed. You know, we're being honest that last game, so that's something to look at, something they're going to have to correct if they want to get to the NFC Championship game. Um, another thing is, honestly, in my opinion, the five best quarterbacks are in the AFC. So from Dak's standpoint, he should believe, forget about the MVP award. I think Dak should feel like this is his chance. You're on America's team. You're the best quarterback in the conference. This should be his year to take it over. What I honestly think happens is they go in there, they beat Washington emphatically in dominant fashion. We start hearing everybody talk about how good they are. They believe they own hype. They believe how good they are. They do good. They might even win the first one. Like in typical cowboy fashion, our early exit. We've seen this so proper. We've seen it too many times. We know how it ends. I believe they got a good shot, but I don't, I don't see them getting but it done. You just predicted they're going to lose the second home game. Right? Yes, I do. All right. This Yella, fight, how good of a chance they got. Get him, Yella. I mean, I, I just, everybody see how I saw him to play. Like, I called my boy Key over there. You know, he, 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 he was like, how can you get happy over this win? Hey, what you always tell me, though, Key, a win is a win. And it's no, like, no question. They paying, they, you yeah, called they, they, me. They I didn't call you. You called me. Well, 
Same no. thing. I called you and I had to glow. <laughs> I had to glow, but you know, we knew the win. Even though like the refs been doing a, a rough job, just luckily we it was on our side this time. You know, yeah. that's why I can't complain. But like I feel like leading up into that, they missed a big call, which it was on uh Detroit and they called it on us. But long mm-hmm. story short, I feel like the gates is open up for us. Like we couldn't get no better with the um with the Eagles lost to the uh, Cardinals. It is like things just like kind of shifting for us. Like we can have two home games now. We don't know watch and have our business. That's like the easiest. I won't say that's the easiest thing because it's a divisional game, but I feel like that should be an easy checklist, you know, for us. We go on there, hand our bitch, come home, get on the road. I just feel like it's looking good, very good for us as of now. I'm not gonna lie to you. Looking like you say, better than what has been looking the delusion of us from years ago. It's like this yeah. is kind of like his turn straight. And then Jimmy Johnson, he got his got the ring of honor. He hey did. man, maybe the cloud just been lifted off us. Curse got broken. Yeah, that that, that, that yes. may be the case. The curse may have been broken or whatnot. But when I look at look, do I think that we could see the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC Championship game in San Francisco. I do. I, I do. Is it set up perfectly for them to go to the NFC Championship game? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it set up perfectly for them to fall flat on their face, mm-hmm. like Coop said? Yes, mm-hmm. it is. But what I got to look at, Skip, and help me, because my mind, you know, I'm old now, so that Seattle game was at home, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then this last game against Detroit was at home. But in between that, y'all went on the road. Yeah. Okay. So as if I'm looking at this, the last couple games at home hasn't – y'all wasn't blowing right. them out. It was close. That was, right? right? Two close games by two opponents that most likely – Detroit's in the playoffs. So most likely right now, Seattle's teetering. They may get in. Yeah. And if they get in, that's probably a team you don't want to see at home. As well as Detroit in the divisional round. You probably don't want to see them at home. But for whatever reason, you guys win the wild card game, get the second seed, beat Washington, all of those things align perfectly. I do believe that you probably will wind up in the NFC Championship. Thank you. Now, the other side of things is, can you get over the San Francisco 49ers in that nemesis that's been around for the last several times they beat you in a wild card back in 20 in 21 and now in in in, in the divisional round in 22 yep and now you post possibly could see them in the nfc championship game in 23 mm-hmm. or 24 season A- after the 23 season yeah after yep. the 23 season right. can you get over that hump uh we almost beat them out there last year it was 1912 and our quarterback played poorly what if he plays pretty well you don't think we could go there and win I, this time I, I, look He's playing better yellow right now at this time than he was a year ago when y'all made the playoffs. He's playing better. Although he had a good game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, aging defense, and a quarterback that had a lot of things going on in his personal life, as well as getting ready to retire. This is a different situation because if you, if for whatever reason, you listen to Richard Sherman and you sit players and you lose to Washington and Philadelphia, takes care of business against the Giants, and yep. y'all got to go on the road mm-hmm. and wind up in the New Orleans, then we start talking about uh-ohs. Uh-oh. That's what we start talking about. All right. Alan, I, don't, I don't feel like you risk yeah. nobody. Go to it. Yeah. I think it's set up perfectly. You know, uh, they got the home games. 
Like y'all say, I mean, Dak arguably is the best quarterback right now left in the NFC playoffs. He should feel confident. I do think if they play in the NFC Championship against San Francisco, it'll be a close game. I think it'll be a tight game. I'll still pick San Francisco. I just think they're going to believe their hype too much, and they showed us these type of inconsistencies. When everyone thinks it's going, they're going to win, I think they're going to have a I have a no show in one of these games prior to the NFC Championship. And like we said, we've seen right, them get up. Allow me to interrupt and say to Keyshawn, I want to see Seattle. I want to see Detroit at home because we can and will beat Seattle and we can and will a beat miss, Detroit. A missed pickup on a, on a block allowed Michael Parsons to go scot-free, although Demarcus Lawrence ate up the back coming over to block him. He ate it up, so therefore a guy gets scot-free and sacked the quarterback. beat them in a playoff game Just at home. slow down. No, Skip. I'm speeding up. Hey, we got you, this. you can't lie, though, Keith. Like, he been playing like I told you. He been playing off the ball. He's been playing off the ball, though. He's been in. We stopped a run game. That's what we was worried about. We, we shut that down. We was able to make big plays. Like, yeah, when it yeah. came down to the wide to the last end, you know, it was, it was kind of close. And then you got to think about our mistakes with the pick in the red zone and the fumble by CD. The That's game true. shouldn't have been close. But we're talking, we're talking they about we're, to stop Yella, they ain't been able to get it in these crucial games. And we're they talking about these. When they absolutely needed it. We talking about these Seattles yeah. and these Detroit skip. Yeah. But we ain't talking about a young dude in Jordan Love that'll come get you in the fourth quarter. Okay. Just saying. Let's be careful. Soon enough. All right, guys. Loved it. Appreciate both of you. Look forward to checking in with you both next week. But up next, Caitlin Clark from the logo for the win. When we discuss. Man, Kaylin Clark hit a step-back buzzer-beating three from sort of the edge of the logo last night to beat Michigan State by three. She had 40 in this game. She made eight of 23s. She's averaging 32 a game for the season, but 37 a game in her last three. Keyshawn, how impressive was this walk-off bomb? Oh, it was impressive, Skip, but the the step-back was even crazier, though, right? Because I've never seen... And I watch a lot of WNBA. Yep. I, I don't really see them doing a the step back, right? No. But she I hit like it that. in the step back. So wait, though, Rich, I started thinking. I said to myself, I said, did they change the length and size of the floor in women's basketball? Because I'm sitting there going, well, it can't be the same. But that's an NBA logo three. And they didn't change it. I was like, no, wait a minute. No, I, I literally thought that. I'm like, well, maybe they made the floor smaller. Whew. Go, Richard. No, she out there hoping. She's out there hooping for real. 22 was given everything she had, every last bit of effort and, and attitude, and she got a bucket for the game. And Caitlin walking around like she's surprised. What y'all thought? Sheesh. Look at yeah. that step back. That's NBA. She said after the game, God. I knew it was good when it left my hand, and I believe she did. That is it for Undisputed. We are back tomorrow at 9.30 Eastern, and I can't wait.